Hello everyone, I'm Miss Jenny R. Jones, and you're listening to Once and For All. The definition of the word vow is, the first one, a solemn promise, pledge or personal commitment. Second one, a solemn promise made to a deity or saint committing oneself to an act, service, or condition. And third, a solemn or earnest declaration. The reason I listed the top three definitions instead of just the first one is because marriage vows fit into all of those. It's a promise, a pledge, a commitment, you make it to a deity, and it should be an earnest declaration. America's modern marriage vows got their start, like most of our traditions, in England. They are most frequently cited as coming from the Book of Common Prayer, which was written by Thomas Cranmer, Archbishop of Canterbury, and published in 1549 under the reign of Edward VI. While some scholars say that modern vows can be traced back as far as the 11th century, with the sarum, a Latin liturgical form used in the English church. In ancient Greece, fathers would give away their daughters with their own vow of, I pledge my daughter for the purpose of producing legitimate offspring. Once upon a time, vows included during the woman's reading would state that they would obey their husband, a wink and a nod to our old friend Ephesians 5.22. Wedding vows also used to be a bit longer. Instead of the now commonplace to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death do us part, they had this little number on the tail end, which states, according to God's holy law, and this my solemn vow. This small but poignant addition reminds me of a remark I heard a pastor make when he was ranting about how flimsy marriages had become and asking what do we need to do to the vows to get people to think that they're more serious. I think the more we invoke God in the vows, the more serious people will take them because in reality, you don't make the vows to your partner, you're making them to God about your partner. Numbers chapter 30 verse 2 says, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Ecclesiastes 5 4 says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in, fo- in a fool. Pay, what, pay that which thou hast vowed. Proverbs 19.5 says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. And lastly, the life verse for this podcast, in case you hadn't known, is Psalms 89.34. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Marriage vows are so serious, in fact, that the Bible says that if you divorce your spouse, then you can't marry anybody until your spouse dies, and if you do so, then you are still on the hook for adultery. In the eyes of God, you're married, you're married until one of you is dead. Doesn't matter what the government thinks. Don't ever make a hasty decision when it comes to starting or ending a marriage. So long story short, your marriage vows are not anything to be played with, they're deadly serious and should be and should get your highest level of reverence and dedication. If you're already divorced, ask God to forgive you and don't do it again. And that pretty much goes with all sin. While those of us who are still married should focus on staying away staying as far away from the dreaded D word as we possibly can and pushing onward and upward towards the mark and example that Jesus has left for us. And I'm gonna talk to you guys soon.